You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. It is the Gordon Damer Show featuring Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer. Hey, how's everybody doing? Off and running on this Wednesday, July 8th. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. How's everybody feeling as we hit Wednesday, jam-packed Wednesday edition. Of course, you know the deal. We take you up till 6 o'clock. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. We have, of course, the daily poll question, which will be up momentarily. Today is Wednesday, so you know that that means that headlines are back. But I guess we should start, of course, with the sports headlines. And, you know, it kind of happens quite often at this time of year. And it happened Monday, for sure. I don't know. Maybe it happened yesterday, too. You ever be having just a regular, nice summer day, and it feels beautiful? You're just enjoying the sunshine, the outdoors. You wait all year to finally be able to get outside like this. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the storm clouds just start to form. You'll look at one part of the sky, oh, geez, that doesn't look good. And then next thing you know, it's raining cats and dogs. Uh, Well, the storm clouds on the sports front are certainly forming. And it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean the storm is coming. But right now, looking at the sports landscape with certain aspects, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Of course, you you know, we talked yesterday about the the baseball problems with the testing, which have been well documented. I mean, how I mean, how Mickey Mouse of an organization do you want to look like? Right. Like if you had an intern at a company that didn't get an important package shipped out in time because he didn't realize that FedEx was not operating over the holiday weekend. I mean, that would be bad. You'd have to take the intern and sit him down and explain your major league baseball. You're a billion-dollar organization. There's nothing more important than you that you have to do right now. There's nothing more important to you having a season than making sure that you have reliable, accurate, and timely testing of your players. And yet Major League Baseball will see whether or not that this is just them ramping up this process that they've never gone through before or whether or not this is them continuing to bumble their way through the COVID-19 situation. Then you had the stories yesterday in the NFL about how the NFL proposed a 35% of player salaries be held at escrow to help manage costs during the 2020 season. And it's one of the issues or one of the options on the table because the league is going to be impacted by COVID-19. And according to the players, the response was to kick rocks, which <laughs> which I think we all can, you know, all the different aspects of the financial stuff, hey, escrow and this thing, kick rocks. Oh, I know what that means. All right. So, look, I generally stay away from the business stories, mainly because as a fan, I don't really care. And especially during this time with where we are, uh, to hear arguments about money and everything else going with everything else going on, it just kind of feels gross, right? Like it just feels like what what are you guys doing? Uh, but it does kind of make you wonder if the revenue. Like I've heard people say, well, you know, if revenues are slashed and the cap is based on revenues, well, this team is going to have a real difficult time operating 
uh, under the sal- – wouldn't every team have a, a tough time operating under the salary cap? How would any team operate? I'm guessing I know the answer. I know what the owner's plan is going to be to make up the difference. Just like in baseball, it's that the uh, NFL owners are in a much stronger position than uh, the MLB owners are because of the uh, the strength of the players' union in each sport. And then you have the NBA where they are moving forward. I guess guys are starting to arrive or starting to at least uh, travel down to Orlando for the restart of the season. But you got news yesterday that uh, Torian Prince of the Nets, the latest Nets player to test positive. So now they have, I think they have six players testing positive. Is that right? They have seven players, I think, sitting out. But that includes Durant and, and Kyrie. And, I mean, don't you kind of have to ask yourself at this point, like, what's the point? I mean, the team is decimated. It's one thing we all kind of understand in this environment. You know, teams might have to sign a guy or two, right? Like, if you lose a player, okay, fine. They're signing a whole new team. It's not the team anymore. It's not the Nets. It's just a couple of Nets. And a bunch of new guys who have never been on the team before. Seems like at this point, I know you can't take a team out of the bubble. You got 22. You have to have everybody play somebody. But it almost seems like it uh, defeats the purpose. You have seven players sitting out from the team. (laughs) I mean, it's like they're playing Survivor instead of the NBA. Uh, But, of course, that's not the only issue. Because Adam Silver has uh, yesterday said that he's a little worried that the the rising cases could penetrate that bubble. And and look, I mean, it's been brought up before, the bubble's advantage is if you can get everyone in the bubble, right, at least in theory, get everybody safe, get everyone in the bubble, well, then at least you're controlling the environment and you're keeping the virus at bay. I mean, that's in theory because there's going to be people coming in. I mean, it's not really a bubble. I mean... If one person gets in and there are going to be people who are leaving that campus and coming back in and who knows what their interactions are with the outside world. And if one person brings the virus in, then it could spread very, very quickly. Um, He had some comments yesterday, Adam Silver. Uh, He said this among the uh, things that most concerning is once the players enter the campus and they go through quarantine. If they were to test positive or to get a, a you know a high level of test positive, they would know right you got an issue, and based on the time and based on the 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 things that are they're dealing with, any issue right now that is going to lead to a shutdown has to make you wonder whether or not the season can be completed right. Like if you put all these steps in place to take care of the issue. And get everybody in one location and all the, 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 the different aspects of getting everybody there and, and getting things up and running. And then all of a sudden you were still have an issue. It's pretty clear at th- that point there is no safe place to play. According to Adam Silver, quote, we would know that there is in essence a hole in our bubble and that our quarantine or our campus is not working in some way. Yeah. That would obviously be a problem. He also said, I think we do have the ability to trace, of course, to try to understand where that positive test came from. We can actually analyze the virus itself and try to track whether there is more than one case. 
if it's in essence the same virus and the same generic variation of the virus that's passed from one player to two people have gotten into campus independently. So those are the things we're looking at. Well, look, I mean, it's all well and good to trace it and figure out, okay, what person had contact with the person who has tested positive. Based on the time of season, and I know the NBA has said that they're not going to shut down based on one positive test or likely even two. But there does come a time where, especially playing under the bubble, I mean, if it does get in there, it doesn't take a real rocket scientist to figure out because rocket scientists really don't know much about uh, epidemiology. Uh, But it doesn't take an epidemiologist to figure out that it could spread really, really quickly in that environment. And if it does, if the league did get shut down again, I would have to think that's over and out for the NBA season for this year. And then you'll have to just wait until, I guess, next year or until – there's some medical breakthrough. So those are two big issues, or at least that's one big issue, right, with all the different sports. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, all those things. And then you had another story yesterday that popped up, and we got to talk about it. You had Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson of the Eagles uh, apologizing yesterday after quoting what he believed to be Adolf Hitler. On social media. Let that sentence roll around in your head for a second. You probably don't even need a second, right? Like as the words were coming out of my mouth, you probably have an immediate reaction, right? Jackson apologized after quoting who he believed to be Adolf Hitler on social media. In an Instagram story, he used a quote that he thought was Adolf Hitler. The Eagles on Tuesday responded by uh, calling Jackson's post offensive, harmful, absolutely appalling, and said that they would take the appropriate action. I don't know what appropriate action that would be. Obviously, they spoke to him, and he did apologize. Uh, He said in his apology, his intention was to uplift, unite, and encourage With a Hitler quote. Rule for the day. And you probably already have this rule, even if you've not stated it to yourself specifically out loud. Don't quote Hitler. That's the first one. I think think that everybody should kind of know that. But I guess it needs to be said out loud. It could be about anything. You don't quote Hitler. It could be about sandwiches. You don't quote Hitler. It would, and you know, it would be one thing if he used a quote and he didn't realize the source, right? Like he didn't realize where that quote, which is not a real quote, but where he that quote came from. That would be bad, right? Like you take a quote from, ah, I didn't know that that's what they were saying. Oh my gosh, I really need to reevaluate things. This is a quote he thought actually came from Hitler, and he agreed with it. Wow. I mean, of all the things in 2020, this year has gone a lot of different ways than I expected. That is not one that I expected. And then in his apology, says he has no hate in his heart. (laughs) What? Well, Deshaun, you know who did have hate in his heart? Yeah, you guessed it. Hitler. I mean, we have seen, over the years, social media is still a fairly new thing, right? 
And we have seen and heard countless people, countless athletes saying and doing dumb things on social media. I feel confident, even with still almost right half of 2020 still to go and the unpredictable, wild nature of things happening in this year that you would never expect that could happen, I feel fairly confident that no athlete will do something as dumb as fake quote Adolf Hitler. I, I mean, how I, I don't even how would you even go about that? It's really kind of hard to even conceive a, a, a way in your mind. Although, I mean, with the way the year has gone, who knows? But I, I feel confident in saying no one will do anything as dumb on social media in 2020 than fake quote Hitler. And I know there's been a lot of reaction to maybe it happened overnight and I didn't see it. Not a single NFL player has come out and denounced what Jackson had to say. I mean, it's been brought up, you know, when Drew Brees said what his he said, the reaction was immediate and there's not been one guy. And I get the league, I don't think, has that many Jewish players. So maybe uh, players within the league. I wouldn't think that you would really need to have a Jewish player to realize quotes from Hitler probably are, are something you should denounce right away. But the, that part of me is not all that surprising that other players haven't come out because there's not that, I, I, again, not that many Jewish players in the league, so maybe, I don't know. But that what, that part of it doesn't surprise me as much as the second part, which is that there's anyone defending Jackson. And Steven Jackson coming out and defending him I mean, again, of all the things you think you would see, just every time you think to yourself, well, it can't get any worse than this, wait five minutes, it gets worse. So our poll question, which is uh, going up uh, momentarily, is should Deshaun Jackson be released by the Eagles for his anti-Semitic social media posts? And you can vote on that uh, poll question. is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Look, I, I think what Deshaun Jackson did was unbelievably dumb, and I, I don't think it's even possible to have someone do something dumber than that. But they, again, as I said, wait five minutes. Do I think he should be released? No, I don't. I think as a society, we have to get away from this idea. When people do dumb stuff, we immediately get them fired from their jobs. Uh, this, this idea of cancel culture. We can't drop people off the planet. And that seems what, like, a lot of people want a lot of times. Something happens. Somebody says something stupid. And the reaction is immediate. And then the person will be told why they said something really stupid, and they'll apologize, either really apologize within their heart and realize that they did something dumb, or they just are reacting to what the outcry is, whatever that may be. People don't accept the apology. People want more done. And then it just keeps ramping up and ramping up and ramping up, and and then it eventually has to be people who are getting fired from their jobs. So I don't think, well, look, it, it's pretty clear that the Eagles are not going to release him. If they were going to do that, they would have done it already. But I'm asking you, do you think he should be? Does, does this rise to that level? And um, you can vote on the poll question. It's on, twi- uh, on Twitter, at uh, Gordon Damer. And look, I, I get that this is a people do dumb things. And fake quoting Hitler, I mean, again, it's about as dumb as you can do. 
But do I think that he deserves to be released as a result? No, I don't. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Poll question is up and running. And uh, you can find it on Twitter, as I said, at Gordon Damer. Big uh, accomplishment for the Gordon Damer Show. And for me personally, which would make sense since it's my show. It finally happened. Do we have Jim Lampley? It happened! Yes! It happened! Yes, we finally broke 5,000 followers on Twitter. A day many, including myself, never thought would happen. And as soon as it happened, I thought, man, I should probably have 10,000. But that's the way Twitter... Yes! It happened! Finally. Not before time. Jeez, what took you so long, all you guys? All right, so uh, it is the Gordon Damer Show, home of Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer. And we take you up until 6 o'clock. Our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is about uh, Deshaun Jackson. Should he be released for his anti-Semitic social media posts? Either yup or nope. Uh, And I saw one comment already that, uh, you know, I don't believe that he had any malice in his heart. Well, and you probably shouldn't be quoting Adolf Hitler. Again, this is real basic stuff. And you know me. I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't, I don't all of a sudden assume that people are being malicious when they do something, even if it is a really dumb thing. But not knowing not to quote Hitler. I mean, th- that one, I was explaining the story to my wife last night. Now, I have to explain these stories to my wife without pretty much leaving out the sports aspect because she doesn't care about sports at all, which is really an issue if you really think about it. But she doesn't care about sports at all. So I'm telling her the story and, you know, about the reaction. And and my 12-year-old son, just half walking by the conversation, just out loud, wow, that's bad. Yeah, it is, right? 12-year-old knows that. Deshaun Jackson is, a, what, 32, 33? He's a grown man, is the point. So, yeah, that's uh, it's really bad. But I don't believe that uh, he should be released um, because people do some dumb things. And, uh, you know, with platforms now being what they are, right, you're able to just tweet away and say whatever's on your mind. And a lot of times things that are on people's mind are really, really dumb. So, uh, but I don't think that, I think we have to get rid of this idea that as soon as people do dumb things, even as dumb as this, which will be hard to be topped, I don't think that you should immediately be looking to, you know, fire the guy or cut the guy or get the guy fired from his job and or man or woman or whoever. So, uh, but you can vote on the poll question. I'm sure I'll end up uh, being on the wrong side of things today, but you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. At Gordon Damer. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. I did want to get into um, a couple of things here, uh, including Bill Barnwell's comments on um, yesterday on uh, DiPietro Canty and Rothenberg. So he was on yesterday. Bill Barnwell always has very interesting things to say. But yesterday, my ears kind of perked up when I heard that uh, Barnwell is of the belief that year three, could be Sam's last chance to really prove that he's the guy who he was drafted to be. So here's Bill Barnwell from Rick, Chris, and Dave's show yesterday. I don't think it's out of the question. You know, to me, I would rather give him two more years. That's my personal opinion. But you remember, I mean, the the coach and GM 
who took Sam Darnold are no longer employed by the Jets organization. This is a guy who, I mean, of course, the offensive line has been a problem. The injuries have been, you know, perhaps unfairly and unrealistically a, a concern. Um, the receivers have not been great. But, you know, I, 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 is he making those guys better? I'm not sure. I, I have to feel like uh, from watching him play, from looking at the numbers, especially from watching him play, I think that's the biggest thing here. There are moments where Sam Darnold looks awesome. He looks like he is a absolute, you know, prototypical franchise quarterback. It just doesn't happen all that frequently. And some of that's pressure, some of that is injuries. But even when he doesn't have pressure, even when he doesn't have injuries, he's still someone who does make a lot of mistakes. And, and those guys, you know, sometimes they get better, sometimes they don't. And if you're the Jets and you're sitting here after three years and you have a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy for an extended period of time, who hasn't elevated your roster, if you have another top five pick, um, I, I think you would at least consider drafting a quarterback. So there's Bill Barnwell from DPH Canty and Rothenberg yesterday, and there's no way around it, right? Year three is huge. We said that going into year two, and uh, things got sidetracked very, very quickly. And we've discussed this before. Generally, if you have, as a quarterback, if you have not shown sustained stretches of excellent play, shown that you are no doubt the guy by the end of year two, it's generally a problem. Now, there are exceptions, two of which are very notable because they're going to the Hall of Fame. One is Drew Brees, and the other is Eli Manning. Both of their careers started out a little shakily. Uh, shakily a word? Started out shaky. And it really took them a while to really establish themselves. Now, and, and, and I think that Bill brings up an excellent point there about Sam showing flashes. He does show flashes. There are times where you watch him make individual throws and you think to yourself, wow, this guy is going to be a stud. But again, he's now had two years. Now he's had injury or he's had things that have prevented him from playing. It's not an injury mono, but he's missed time as a result of health. So that you do have to at least factor that in. But he does show flashes, but those flashes are a little few and far between. And everyone, pretty much everyone who is a quarterback who's taken high up in a draft, shows flashes. And that's one part that Jet fans don't want to admit. Uh, I brought this up on Friday, which I thought was Saturday, was that Darnold, if you went through people, athletes in this town, where the fan base protects them more than anybody else from any criticism whatsoever, Sam Darnold would be the number one pick by far. And I get it because they'll hang to those flashes that he shows. But just take a look at some recent history of guys who were drafted high in the draft. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky showed more in year two than Sam Darnold. Mitch Trubisky had six games in his second season of a quarterback rating of 113 or better. He had six touchdown passes in a game. He completed 66% of his passes for the season. Other recent quarterbacks who are tabbed as kind of busts, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, they all showed flashes. And way too many Jet fans seem to think the flashes are somehow definitive proof that it's set in stone that Sam is going to progress in this way or that way. And when he performs well, ah, see? See, you doubted him. But when he doesn't, it's 
every excuse in the world that they can find. It's the coach. It's the line. It's his weapons. It's the receivers. It's the play calling. It's the offensive coordinator. I mean, that position, I don't remember the last time Jet fans were happy with their offensive coordinator. It feels like late November every year there's a run on calls about the op- – I mean, Paul Hackett, Mike Heimerdinger, uh, Chan Gailey, John Morton. Uh, every year, the offensive coordinator. So it really gets down to the point, do I think that this could be his last chance? I would have to say no. I think that that's a real stretch. Now, look, if he falls off the cliff, then okay, fine. Maybe the the organization will have the appetite to move on. But I think a couple of things when you talk about going into this year. A, it seems pretty clear that this year is not going to be a typical year, right? Like, we don't know if there's really going to be any preseason games. We really don't know what training camp is going to look like, even if it takes pla- even if the season takes place. It's, it's going to be – there's going to be a baked-in caveat on the season for players who are not yet established as what they can be in the league. So I think it's pretty clear this year is not going to be a typical year. So that's going to be a factor. And you do have to say, even if you're a Darnold hater, um, that some of those excuses are legit, right? Like mono is a legit excuse for why you wouldn't play well. The offensive line for the Jets the last two years has been absolutely brutal. So again, unless he just falls off the cliff, though, I can't imagine the organization having the, the appetite to move on. With one exception, I'll just put one little tiny asterisk there. And we brought this up before. Adam Gase falls out of love with players very, very quickly. And, you know, you listen to, to Jet fans, you would think that Gase is on the, the verge of being fired with a bad year this year. I don't know if that's the case. It seems like he has still good hooks in that organization and that he is not going anywhere anytime soon. Now, how much power does he have in that building? With Joe Douglas being the GM, would ownership allow him to move on uh, from a player that fans are on board with? It seems unlikely, but Adam Gase, man, he does fall out of love with players uh, very, very good. Guys get in the dog. You even seen that in one year here, and that was certainly the case down in Miami. Now, I think... Even in 2020, with the wild nature of uh, and the unpredictability, it is hard for me to envision the Jets moving on from Sam from this after this year, unless it was just dumpster fire quality. And uh, I don't think that I think that Darnold is going to be one of those guys. And there are guys like this. I think Marcus Mariota was kind of like this uh, in his time with uh, with Tennessee. Is you'll see these flashes, and he's good enough to get coaches fired because you'll think to yourself, well, the talent's there. We saw it here. We saw it there. But that talent is not so overwhelming that it allows that guy, whoever that guy is, to do it on a regular basis, to do it over the course of, of game after game after game. All right, one 800 espn 1-800-919-3776. Let's uh, get in a couple of calls here. Kevin is in Florida. Kevin, what's going on, my man? Hey, good afternoon. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm good. What's up? Okay, I called you for one. Per, I called you for one reason. You already answered that because I was originally calling you about how you would answer the uh, Deshaun Jackson, considering how the Eagles handled Riley Cooper. Personally, punish him, but not get rid of him because they both 
not the best at their ways at the way they think about things. Do you agree? They're just not intelligent people. What do you mean? Don't get. I, I don't understand what you mean. Like, don't get. Okay, no, don't no. get rid of both okay, of them okay. because they're good at. Oh, you were talking about Riley Cooper. Yes, because I, oh, okay. I heard you say before. Because you you mentioned before how the Eagles did not get rid of Riley Cooper because of his his statements, which are. I'm sorry. We're both. We're they're both reprehensible. Right. Absolutely. No question. I mean, yeah, but uh, Peter Rosenberg brought up something earlier about how Riley Cooper had to go back into a locker room full of African Americans and explain right. himself for what he yeah. did. Yeah, and Deshaun Jackson doesn't have to actually have to do that, right? Well, I mean, isn't Carson Wentz Jewish though? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I think. I think Carson no, I don't, Wentz is Jewish. So I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, look. I, yeah, I, there is a different situation, right? Because like, if you had a situation with Riley Cooper back in the day, and, and Kevin, thanks for the call. Um, that you know, players just said, you know, we're not going to play with this guy. Well, then that you would have had to have gotten rid of him. Um, Obviously, Deshaun Jackson is a far superior player to Riley Cooper, so um, I, I'm sure that is going to factor into the decision or what, what the decision was. Um, but in terms of, I, I just I, I hate that we're in a, a place where when people see something that they hate and, and, and something that's dumb, the first reaction is get rid of that guy. The guy still exists, right? Like, so if you get rid of him, and this is the way he feels and thinks. Do you think that by firing him, that's going to make him change his mind? Or do you think that's going to make him, like, bore down more into the, the, the idiocy of whatever their, their beliefs and thoughts are? Um, now, it's a different situation because if the Eagle players said, we're not playing. And I don't remember the Riley Cooper situation all that well to what the reaction of the players were. I'm sure some of them didn't want anything to do with him. And maybe after his apology, people felt differently. I, I don't remember. Um, but if he, if he had gone into that locker room and players said, I'm always going to play with him, that would be an issue. And that's not a situation that Deshaun Jackson is going to have to deal with. Although the owner of the team, the GM of the team, and I believe the quarterback, I'll check in the break, the quarterback of the team are all Jewish. A big, burly right-hander. The 0-1. Swung on a drill deep to center field. Going back, Lewis. Still back. Looking up. See ya! A home run. Bernie Williams. And the Yankees win the game 4-3. to A big-time home run for Bernie Williams. Just to the left of dead center field. And the Yankees take a one-game-to-nothing lead in the best of seven. And the Yankees are mobbing Bernie Williams around home plate. What a dramatic finish here in the bottom of the 10th inning. And the Yankees win 4-3 to three over their arch-rival Red Sox. Oh, what a call by Michael Kay. 29 years ago yesterday, Bernie Williams called up to the majors. That the call from uh, 1999, the ALCS against the Red Sox, Game 1. And really, it could have been countless highlights, right? Bernie Williams has to be the most underrated player to play in New York over the last 30 years. I mean, think about he was the cleanup hitter for a world four World Series champion. I mean, he didn't always hit cleanup, but primarily he would be the cleanup hitter. Always on base. OPS is the stat I always say is the one to use. Over 900 year in, year out was the first guy of the Yankee prospects that would turn things around. And that's the fallacy of this stupid core four 
that was like a promotional gimmick that fans just kind of sucked, got sucked up into and, and started, quote, quote, core four, core four. No, the, you can't have a core four if Bernie Williams is not one of the four. He was the first of the Yankee prospects to get things turned around and had a very difficult time in the clubhouse. Thank God for, for Stick Michael getting Mel Hall out of here and other guys that were giving Bernie a hard time. Um, but, you know, he was not Ken Griffey Jr., but after Ken Griffey Jr., Bernie Williams was the best center fielder in baseball in that span. OPS plus of over 120 or better eight, nine times. And the fact that he was only on the I'm not saying he was a Hall of Famer, but the fact that he was only on the ballot for two years is ridiculous. And you know what? I'll go back to the same point I've made before. If Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame, well, then you should be able to make some room for Bernie Williams. How about that? So either take out Harold Baines or put in Bernie. Your moment of inspiration for this Wednesday. But it is Wednesday. It is the Gordon Damer Show, home of Michael K. Show trivia champion, Gordon Damer. Yes! Don't forget it. And now, after yesterday, the person who has at least 5,000 followers on Twitter. It happened! Yes! So we have had that to, to uh, crow about, at least until people get sick of me saying it, and then they drop me and uh, I go back under 5,000 again, which is going to happen. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Uh, all right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is Wednesday, so you know what that means. It's your favorite segment of the whole radio show, station, everything. It's time for headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. I got so many different things uh, I got to do here with this uh, working from home. You got the, the call screen, you got this thing, you got this tab open, that tab open. Very distracted. But okay, first headline for the day. And this one's going to shock you. You ready? Hold on to your hats. Anti science content seems to be thriving on Facebook. What? Extra, extra. Seems. Seems. Have you gone on Facebook? I don't go on Facebook regularly anymore. I'll say like maybe once a week I'll go and just kind of check out, see what's going on. Oh, my God. It's like it's like Thunderdome on that thing now. Seems like anti Yeah, it does seem that way. I think it's because that's the way it is. All right, next headline. Extra, extra. Expert claims Americans will wear masks for several years due to the coronavirus. Well, uh, sir, expert, a lot of people aren't wearing them now. I mean, it's every single day you get some kook at Costco who's yelling and screaming about putting a little piece of cloth in front of their face. And I saw a tweet uh, from a doctor who is uh, dealing with the, you know, the front lines of the COVID crisis. He says, look, if you don't like breathing through a little piece of uh, felt or uh, material, boy, you're really not going to like COVID-19. That really makes it hard to breathe. Next headline. Extra, extra. Singles are having kids with complete strangers as part of a co-parenting trip. Well, what could go wrong there? Having kids with just random strangers and then thinking about being uh, raising the kid. You realize that person remains alive after you, you know. Next headline. Extra, extra. Plane carrying 860 pounds of cocaine crashes on Mexico Highway. That's a lot of yayo right there. 860 pounds. Are they filming Narcos already? That boy, I, I would not think that they would be. I love Narcos. Great could, show. could use a good Narcos season on Netflix right now. Very hard to find some good content for uh, Netflix and Chill. But 860 pounds. 
I think the plane crashed because it was carrying 860 pounds of cocaine. Next headline. Extra, extra. The mystery of how flying snakes move has finally been solved. I'm sorry, what now? The flying snakes, you said. Flying snakes. I didn't know we had a. I didn't know we had flying snakes, and I didn't know. Obviously, it's a mystery on how they would move, but I just saw that headline. I was, I'm sorry. What now? This week in Florida, man. Oh my goodness, Florida man was very busy. Florida man accused of defrauding Lowe's to build a home from prison. Extra, extra. Florida man arrested after pouring ketchup on sleeping girlfriend. Extra, extra. Is this not America anymore? <laughs> was it Heinz? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but apparently you're not allowed to pour ketchup on your sleeping girlfriend. Huh. If she's awake, that's fine, but sleeping is outrageous. Um, barefoot Florida man arrested attempting to flee Walmart in stolen shoes. Extra, extra. Florida man finds human head while out jogging. Well, that is a fine. Extra, wow. extra. Florida man, oh, excuse me, Florida woman tried to burn down her ex's home with a blowtorch. Extra, extra. And I think my favorite Florida man story from this week, Florida man with cocaine on his nose tells the police it's not his. Extra, extra. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for Florida man for this week, and uh, it's going to do it for headlines. The Gordon Damer Show, as we take you up until 6, let's uh, re-rack the calls. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get back into the poll question, get back into the headlines of the day that Bill Barnwell Uh, comments about Sam Darnold. You can get in on that. I'm sure Jet fans are outraged that anyone would even question Sam Darnold and whether or not the Jets would move on from him, uh, given uh, all that he has had to overcome, all the excuses. Leads the league in excuse-making. Big Wednesday. It is the Gordon Damer Show. Home, of course, to Michael K. Show, trivia champion. Yep, we're back again today. And, uh, of course, uh, big developments within the show as we also have moved finally after a lo- I mean, talk about the Batam death march. I mean, finally have moved across the 5,000 follower plateau on Twitter. It happened! It happened! And uh, now we're moving onward and upward. Now, uh, as, so- as soon as you get 5,000, the next thing, at least for me, is uh, I should probably have 10,000. So now we have to figure out ways of creating content uh, every single day that you enjoy and like to interact with. And yesterday, boy, oh boy, thank God. Let me be the first to thank Andrew McCutcheon for saying anything remotely involving the Yankee hair policy. Because that poll question yesterday, it was over a thousand votes. I mean, and we do a one hour show at five o'clock in the morning. To get a 1,000 votes is pretty good. So um, thank you for that, and hopefully uh, we get to nearly as many today for our poll question, which is all about Deshaun Jackson, the Eagles wide receiver, who uh, obviously made some comments. And um, big news, because anytime you quote Hitler, that uh, is going to get people's attention, and rightfully so. And uh, that has been one of the headlines that we've focused on today that, um, you know, I'm a big believer in with as many avenues as people have of sharing their feelings now. We have seen plenty of people and come out and say things that are dumb. Uh, and there's no question. It would be dumb to take a quote from Hitler and not realize it was Hitler, right? Like you, t- you find this quote and you're like, oh, I'm going to use that. I don't know where it came from, but I won't even research it. I'll just put this out there and hit send. That would be bad. And then you find out it's from Hitler. But to know, at least to think, it's not a real quote, 
fake quote Adolf Hitler and think, you know what? I'm good with this. Boy, that's a whole level of dumb that I don't think we've really ever encountered before. And I have seen and heard countless people of doing dumb things on social media. Athletes doing, regular people doing dumb things. I feel confident, even with 2020 being as unpredictable as it is, having no way of knowing what's next, right? We're only about halfway through. And all the things that have happened this year, I feel pretty confident. I don't think anybody's going to do anything as dumb as that. Because how would you ever top that? And the fact that Steven Jackson came out and defended the comment, well, he didn't have any hate in his heart. Didn't have any hate in his heart. He quoted Hitler. You know who did have hate in his heart? A lot of hate in his heart. Hitler. So, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling how anyone uh, could possibly defend that. But, uh, again, 2020, what a year. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, let's get a couple more calls in here as we lead you up till 6. Eric is in Manhattan. Eric, what's going on, man? Uh, good morning, Michael K. Trivia champion, Gordon Yes, Baker. there you go, Eric. You have nailed it perfectly. Take all the time you need. <laughs> Hey, uh, check this out. Uh, this is what I gotta say. I, I don't like calling for people's job, but like you say, if you want, when you say something dumb, you know you gotta suffer the consequences. But this is what I'll say: just suspend him for one game, uh, give him the maximum fine for that, you know, for that, you know, for that error, and he must do like a workshop for all NFL teams. You know, hey. If you are thinking of saying anything crazy, make sure you run it by your PR department. Yeah, well, I mean, look, people, players should have the ability, and Eric, thank you for the call, and thank you for getting the, uh, sh- my, my proper title uh, out there for people to consume. You know, I don't think that you, ha- as a player, you should have to run everything by the media or the PR department. Um, but I- again, as we open the show, rule number one, and I don't think that it really needs to be say out, said out loud, or at least I didn't think it needed to be said, but apparently uh, for some it does. Don't quote Hitler. I mean, that, that, that seems like, I mean, so basic. As I said before, I was telling the story to my wife, my son, 12 years old, walks by. And doesn't even know half the story. Just hears, quote, Hitler. That's bad. Right. You should know that as a grown individual. So to say that you didn't have any malice or that uh, you didn't intend to offend the Jewish community. Well, let me ask you this. If you did intend to offend the Jewish community, how would you do so more so than what you did? Like quoting Hitler. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to do. Uh, let's go out to uh, Greg is in East Meadow. Greg, what's going on, my friend? Good morning, champ. How are you? Thank you. Champ, I'll take champ, but Michael K. Show trivia champ is, uh, is the, uh, the official title. I know it's a little weird. Well, we, we, don't, we don't always reference our champions with their full titles. It's just the colloquial. No, I do. I, I, uh, Greg, I don't have any title. I don't have many pelts on the wall, as they right, say, so right. I, I use them as whenever I, I can. I forgot. You are, you are the humble. The humble. Yes, uh, humble. Champion. Yep, absolutely. You know, this whole Deshaun Jackson thing, he knew full well what he was saying, because when you're, when you're tied into, uh, you know, the Nation of Islam and you're posting that stuff, too, and then you reference the Jews in that fashion, you know exactly what you're doing. 
Yeah, I mean, Louis Farrakhan's record, and we're not going to get into that and go down that road because that's not the type of show we do, and there's more than enough radio options if that's the type of stuff you're looking for. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty well documented, his anti-Semitic, his homophobic comments in the past. And uh, if that's somebody who you are looking to for leadership, it's not really all that surprising that you would find yourself fake-quoting Hitler. Yep, exactly. So, you know what, there has to be, you know, there has to be the same standard for everybody. And we start holding people to different standards, which is what this whole movement is about, equality. It's got to work. It's got to work every way, not just one way. Everybody's got to have the same treatment applied. And uh, he's going to skate on this, obviously. Yeah, he probably will. I mean, you know, the fact that he had to, and I'm sure it was a, I don't know, I would think it would have to be a very uncomfortable conversation where you're having with your the, the team owner and the team GM, and they have to point out to you why this would offend people. Uh, I can't imagine having that conversation, like having to, to walk th- him through. I wouldn't think it would take very long, but I wouldn't think that it would be necessary at all. Uh, but there, there's life in 2020. Lewis is in Whippany. Lewis, let's see if you can get my title correct today, my friend. How you doing, Michael K. Show, Trivia Show champion? It, yes, it, it pains you to say that. It pains you when I have accomplishments. Really so look, it doesn't happen very often, but it pains you. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, listen, um, you know, you're right. You, you don't, you know, the cancer culture is uh, is crazy. Like, people can't say anything wrong without other people trying to get them fired, cancel, or, you know, removed from whatever platform they're on. Right. But, the, you know, the problem is that he knew what he was doing. You know, like he, 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 uh, you know, pretty much admitted the fact that he knew that, what was, you, you keep saying it's a fake quote from Hitler, right? Yeah. Okay. So he, like, come on, man. Like, like you said, like, it's Hitler. Like, by now, every grown <laughs> yeah. adult should know what that means. I mean, I don't but, mean to you know, laugh, but it is it is it's true. Is I mean, I understand. Yeah. It's one of those, like, laughs, like, what what are you doing? But, like, you know, if the NFL really, if the NFL, the NFLPA, the players, you know, America, people, if everyone is really into the whole, hey, equality, let's end racism, let's do this, at some point, even people that are, come on, so let's be honest, NFL players are above, Certain people, you know, they, they like everybody knows the more talented you are, the longer the leash is. But if you're in this whole thing where against racism and one of your players does this, if anything, suspend him half a season, suspend him four games. Yeah, do something. You know, look, do I, I don't no, mind. Really? I don't mind suspending him for, for maybe a game. I, I can no, see that yeah, certainly that's... being an option. You know, I don't I don't want to make it so that it's, you know, no, no, suspending but the thing him is, half Gordon, a year and all these type of stuff. But the thing is, Gordon, like if you don't. If you don't make an example out of, out of someone, and you know they dropped the ball with with Cooper, right? Yes. Uh, they they dropped the ball with him, and, and I understand. You know, some people are gonna say, "Oh, now you're making an example out of him because he's a black man." No, no, no. We're making an example out of him because he did something racist. You know, and um, like I was telling Brian, like I wake up uh, yesterday, you know, in the morning, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like I got this huge grin because I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know, um, Pat Mahomes got half a billion dollars. Then I wake up today and I'll read my note. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. What is it? All right, Louis, we got to get running, man. We're almost out of time. But, uh, yeah, no, look, I mean, uh, if you're telling me that he would get – I don't think he's going to get anything. i, I got to be honest with you. I think he's going to, you know, uh, obviously put out the, the apology and uh, he put out, uh, you know, that he's going to work with Jewish organizations about uh, educating himself and all those type of thing. But in terms of actual punishment on the field, I don't think there's going to be any. And uh, that's probably wrong. That's probably wrong. He probably should face – now, I don't want it to be, you know, over the top, half the season, four games, anything like that. But 
There should be maybe some punishment, but getting him released, I don't think that's the case. Uh, and it shouldn't be the case. Uh, that's the poll question. Please vote on it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Who knows what accomplishments we'll have then? 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.